0: Strange things are afoot at the circle K. This experiment, this is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life.
1: We have such sights to show you, and we're here today. Is another episode of Billy and Claire's Excellent Adventures podcast. Today we're doing Blade, so Billy, will you please fill us in on the like introduction, and then I'll do the like cast and everything for Blade.
0: Wow. I, I mean it's pretty handy if you can introduce something by going, "Hey, we're here now
1: for all this stuff." <laughs>
0: all right, um, so I I went over to our trusty IMDb, and it says that Blade is a movie from nineteen ninety eight. And the synopsis is, a half-vampire, half-mortal man, becomes a protector of the mortal race while slaying evil vampires.
1: The director is Stephen Norrington. The writer is David S. Goyer. Yes. And Wesley Snipes, Stephen Dorff, and Chris is the star. are the stars.
0: Yep. Now, <coughs> who... Have you seen, have you seen, do you know who Wesley Snipes is? Have you seen him in a movie before? I don't, I don't know if you have.
1: Is he the guy who plays Blade?
0: He is the guy who plays Blade, yes.
1: I've seen him, I think, once before mm-hmm. in a movie I've seen.
0: Hmm. Um, I was just looking up to see what else uh, David Esquire has written that you might have seen. Um Because I don't... Off the top of my head, I don't quite remember. You know, he was... He consulted for the screenplay for Batman Begins. Did you see the Batman series? Batman Begins? The Dark Knight? The Dark Knight Returns? Have you seen those?
1: Um, we saw a cup. We saw Batman Begins together. And then we... We saw Batman Begins and, um... Batman versus Superman. But we haven't seen the others.
0: Mm, okay. Um so you've seen the trailer Mm -hmm. for blade what do you think of the movie
1: um i think that there could be a little more jazz like the matrix it's explain what you mean i mean like so it's sort of like just talking about in the trailer it's sort of just saying that it's like a like, my favorite part is, like, when you were guys were, like, talking, like, you and Mommy, when we were watching the trailer, we're, like, mm-hmm. kept restarting it so that you could see what he was saying. At first, you thought he said sugar-coated taco. Mommy thought mm. she he said sugar-coated. Then you thought he said sugar-coated topping. I yeah. thought he said sugar-coated taco. Then you finally played it. For the last time, (laughs) and then you realized it was, oh, sugar-coated topping.
0: I was right. So in the trailer, the original trailer for Blade at the beginning, uh, he's talking (coughs) to a woman. He says, you don't understand. The world you live in is just a sugar-coated taco. Topping. But yeah, it it sounds exactly like taco. I know he's not saying taco, but sugar-coated taco is now my new expression for anything that doesn't make sense. You don't understand. This is a sugar-coated taco.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I always use, I always just do it. I always just put my hands up like this. So I'm sort of like, so you know how sometimes in your school you used to like raise the roof by putting your hands up in the air? Like, oh, yeah. like, put, like you just do hands up on the air. Yeah. Well, I do that, but I don't actually bump my hair up, my hands up. I just put my hands up like you're about to do it. And oh. then I just walk away.
0: Okay. <laughs> Not if
1: I'm taking a test thought I don't understand. I just put my hands up and just start over. All
0: right, let's get back on track. So Blade is a Marvel movie. It's based on a Marvel comic book um, called Blade, and it's about a vampire hunter. Now,
1: Who is a vampire,
0: sort of. Half vampire, yeah. Um, but now, okay, so of the Marvel movies you've seen, you've really seen... Like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Like, I I think you've seen all of those so far. Is that right?
1: I've seen the Avengers ones. I want to see Marvel, Captain Marvel.
0: Well, yeah. So, I guess what I'm saying is you've seen all the ones that are out. Yeah. But, yeah, of course, Captain Marvel. So, you know Captain Marvel's coming. You're tuned into Marvel comic book movies, and you're excited about them in general, Mm -hmm. right?
1: I have, like, so many Marvel comic books in my room. (laughs) <laughs> if we were able to film this I and my room was clean I would just walk in there and show you how many like basically my whole bu- so like I have one of the books sh- like a big bookshelf mm-hmm. and so my whole top and bottom my whole top and bottom shelf are full of pretty much comic books mm-hmm. of Marvel mm-hmm. I have a lot of those mm-hmm. I wish that they would make a movie about, about the girl and the dinosaur
0: yeah i love yeah, that one that one's great and i i wish that they would make um a pet avengers movie honestly
1: oh yeah pet avengers <laughs> yeah, i love
0: the pet avengers i think they're great um okay so i've I th-
1: only read one multiple times of those
0: yeah it's the um i think that might be the only collected volume of pet avengers stories i'm not sure i think that might be the only one They they get featured elsewhere but I think that might be the only one. If it's not, we should get the others. Um, okay, so I wanted to talk a little bit about Blade and where that fits in the history of Marvel movies. So, like, when you're growing up, like right now, right? You look at the movies that are out there, <coughs> and the Marvel Cinematic Universe is fantastic. And I think all those movies are great, and they're exciting, and they're a lot yeah, of fun I to wanna watch. S-
1: I want to see the... Um, the um... The um, Gem War 2 of that.
0: Gem War 2?
1: Like the one where Thanos gets all the gems and takes out half of the human race.
0: Yeah. Spoilers. Thanos snaps. Spoiler (laughs)
1: alert! If you you just heard that, go back, watch the movie, then watch this podcast because we might give a little spoilers (laughs) from the other Marvel movie. From that Marvel movie
0: all right i i think the only thing before we go and watch blade that i want to say is in 1998 when this came out there were not a lot of great superhero movies um and I think this one was like the first one no it wasn't the first one but it's in my opinion it's the if you don't have blade uh you don't have the x-men movies and then you don't have the Spider-Man movies. And then you don't have the MCU. And I like I think that the success of Blade is really, really important to the trajectory of comic book movies and it's all what that.
1: Started all the bar- it's what pretty much started the good Marvel movies.
0: I think, it, I think it's the first time that they made a, a Marvel movie that really made a bunch of money and generated an audience. And that's really saying They've
1: something. Got 96% of Rotten Tomatoes.
0: Did, did you see that? Did it really? I
1: think it did. It's like in the. I think it was 96%.
0: Uh, where's the Rotten Tomato score on this Joker? All right. Well, too much dead air, and I don't have the answer straight away, but yeah, that's interesting. I don't know if it got that, but I think it's a generally very well received movie. Um, it
1: said, I think it said it on the trailer upstairs. Oh, uh, okay. That's why I saw it.
0: Do you have anything else that you want to say about Blade before we jump into watching it?
1: Um, if you haven't seen blade you should probably watch it because we're gonna give a lot of spoilers yeah
0: yeah like like thanos kills everybody all right Claire, I'm I'm you started run. this and
1: i'm killing it all right um we're gonna end this come back do the post we're gonna watch the movie first. Yep. So, toodles. See you on the other side.
0: Bye. Hola.
1: Oh, that's bye. That <laughs> that's means hello. So that's <laughs> hello. I don't know what. I don't know in Spanish. What's goodbye? Adios. Adios, suckers.
0: <laughs> We're gonna be gods. Of course we are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be naughty. I'm going to be a naughty vampire god. <laughs>
1: and we're back. We just finished watching Blade. Um, I personally, well, certainly thought that it was amazing, especially because I'm super into, like, vampires. So, um, what did you think, Billy? I know I can't call you Dad, but I want to call you Billy because that's what you are in the podcast name
0: uh well i'm technically i'm bill in the podcast name
1: okay fine bill what did and you
0: and personally uh no you need to call me dad in the podcast that it, no i don't i don't care for the first name addressing as a parent
1: B-T.
0: <laughs> those, those are those are two of my initials um uh, <laughs> what was the question
1: uh, uh, right. You were supposed to tell me what you personally liked about the movie and if you liked it.
0: Okay. Uh, well, I have been, for a long time, a big fan of Blade, and it was nice to go back and take a look at it. Uh, I still really enjoyed it. I think some of the special effects that they used for the computer graphics are a bit Especially dated. Especially,
1: like, like, the big lady who was, like, super big. I actually
0: I thought that was all good because that was that was all practical effects at least. Like they made that um yeah, that where they blew up the guys vampire. with
1: the blue serum.
0: Yeah. And I um, like that they leaned into the practical stuff for the guys with when for the serum explosions, especially the head explosions, because you can see the parts like I don't know I hadn't noticed this before, but in the fight at the end of the movie, um where Blade is going through all the henchmen to get to frost, he tears out one of the familiar's throats. Like, just just right there. He tears out the flesh from his throat. And the guy goes, ah," And he goes down. And then the next person in the line, Blade throws the piece of throat at his face as a distraction. And I had never noticed that before. And I was like, that's amazing. Because I feel like they filmed that. And Wesley Snipes is like, Oh man, I just tore this guy's throat out. We go to the next shot. What am I going to do with this? Am I just going to drop it? No. I'm gonna throw it at the next guy's face. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I, th- I thought that was great. I I enjoyed that. Uh, but I'm I think I think Blades a great movie, and I think Wesley Snipes is brilliant. I, you know what I'm really curious about is uh, of all the Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of all, <laughs> she she made a you're talking too much uh, sign at me, which, I, okay. <sighs> Anyways. Um, one of the things that I'm curious about because you've seen all the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies and they've got some really great fight sequences in those movies. but the best. Right. but like Wesley Snipes, the guy who plays Blade is he is a martial artist, not like an actor who's gone out to learn how to do some stunts and um, special moves. But like he is a martial artist. He practiced martial arts and he puts that practice of martial arts into his movies. And it's a big part of what he brings to screen. I think he's amazing. And I think all his fights look great. But I'm curious, what did you think of the action sequences with Wesley Stamps? Did Did they were they engaging? Did you enjoy them? Were they fun to watch?
1: I love all the scenes where the vampires tried to bite the people. Uh
0: huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's yeah. She's showing her teeth at me while she says that. I think she's smiling, but it could also be an act of aggression. It's hard to say.
1: What's an act of aggression?
0: Uh, doing something aggressive. Oh,
1: how is that aggressive? Just showing my. F-
0: showing your teeth at somebody.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I was what about is to say if a, thief.
0: if if a dog bears its teeth at you. Is that a is that a sign that that dog's gonna lick you and kiss you, or is that a sign that that dog's gonna bite you right this or yeah, but if if he growls and shows his teeth at you that's an that's an aggressive act. So what was your favorite part of the movie?
1: Um, I loved when they did the vampire scenes like all the effects of like the blood running down their neck mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the um bite marks. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm um so the person who's supposed to like start everything off is supposed to ask um like to go through the sequences that we do
0: i see so you want to go through the sequences yeah all right
1: so uh um, i want to ask you uh what did you think about the designs like of their costumes
0: um the, you know the costumes are so 1990s in terms of like style of clothing and the bulkiness of his uniform um but i like i like the look of them and i liked uh like especially when it comes to costumes like i liked how they dressed the pure blood vampires um all of them were wearing you know well-fitted business type suits and all that sort of stuff um and I liked how Deacon Frost, uh, his costume was more free and more casual, um, which I think know, fit the pure with blood. right with well it fit with his difference, you know from um, from the the pure bloods on the council, or the house the ruling house. I'm not really sure what the designation were for that. But like, I, I like the look of all of that stuff. And I like the ruggedness of the setting for Blade and Whistler's uh, home base. You know, I, th- I thought all that looked really good. Um, I really liked the design work of the really big immobilized vampire in the archives room. I thought that was great. I did not care for the voice work because <laughs> it was so high-pitched. Um...
1: There was probably a little girl that they probably like that they probably um were probably before they took turned her into a vampire um they were trying to like get her to say something and every time she said something wrong they would fill her up mm-hmm. so that's probably why her voice was high pitched because she her hair wasn't even white her hair was black they mm-hmm. paid a lot of attention mm-hmm. her hair was black and braided with cute, cute little pink bows oh she was probably like a kid around, like, five or six years old?
0: I don't think so. I don't know. Do uh, you saw bows in the hair of the vampire on mm-hmm. the underground? I'll have to go back and check. I'm not sure if that's right. Um, what else did you like about the look of the movie?
1: I liked um, the special effects. Okay. Okay like the parts where um i know i've already said this but i really like the parts where the vampires were bit where the vampires bit mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. oh my favorite special effect wasn't any of the blowing up scenes like where they blew up the people uh-huh. it was actually the part where the guy bird in the sun
0: mm, yeah i like that one a lot actually um yeah, I liked uh I liked had the... they
1: took out his teeth with pliers.
0: Yeah, that was pretty brutal. Was the movie scary?
1: Nah, no, not that much. Yeah. If I connected to Annabelle, Annabelle would be like at the top of my scare charts <laughs> and and Blade would probably be the middle. So there's like a huge difference. Mm-hmm. So like the room is like how tall is the room that we're in right now? The
0: room? I don't know, maybe nine feet.
1: Okay, so Annab so let's say that this is my scare chart. The height is my scare chart. Mm-hmm. Annabelle is at the ceiling. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, a blade is at like the halfway point of your ribs of the ribs. So like so like uh, five point three feet is half of a nine? <laughs> four point five? Four point five I mean. So okay. four point five.
0: Now 5. you're saying it's scarier than Annabelle. Have you watched that movie?
1: No, I haven't seen Annabelle, but I've seen the Annabelle Creations trailer.
0: Right. So your scare chart is based on the trailer that you saw. Yeah. That absolutely terrified you. Yes. Ugh. I was
1: afraid to sleep in the room with my dolls. I had to cover them <laughs> up with a purple blanket because I was freaked out about that.
0: And so compared to that, Blade was not scary at all. No. Um, let's talk about the story a little bit. Um
1: Hey, I'm supposed to be the person who tells what we're talking about here.
0: You're right. My bad. I'll leave that to you.
1: Um, let's talk about the secrets of the story.
0: <laughs> All right. Same um, thing. What? So, I mean, the, the, I guess the story, as bare bones as it is, is uh, at its most basic is Blade is half vampire, half human, and who
1: has. Um,
0: Well, here, let me. Here, let me. Because I kind of want to get. I kind of want to hear what you think about this, right? Um, He's half human, half vampire. And his whole quest is based on the fact that his mom was killed by vampires.
1: When when she really just woke up in the night.
0: Right, exactly. And then it turns out that his mom is actually not human and is very much alive and is a vampire and is in league with. um Teak and Frost What do you think of that story? Mm. Were you did you feel sad for Blade when it was revealed that his mom is actually a vampire?
1: Um honestly, I felt sad for the mother.
0: Hmm. why? Tell me about that. She
1: was stabbed with a with with a bone.
0: Uh-huh. So you were you were sad for her? <coughs> uh you were sad for her when she uh died but at that point she was a vampire and had been living as a vampire since 1967 so for 31 years because this movie came out in 1998 right so she'd been a vampire for 31 years uh and she very much believed in Deacon Frost's cause i mean by all accounts she was a bad guy wasn't she
1: yeah but she really just wanted to show i th- i kind of got something from her okay like cuz Cause like I'm a woman, she's a woman. Sure. Like that. So like, um, sometimes, sometimes uh, there are codes. Okay. Like I came up with codes that, that me and my friends do sometimes. Okay. So what it is, is like if you do specific movement or do a specific saying, uh-huh. that it'll show that you have a type of feeling. So if you're like, so if you're like holding the thumbs up, or like you're doing the peace sign, or uh-huh. you're just like smiling, or you're uh-huh. or you're just like talking random weird words. Okay. That's how me and my friends indicate that that person is happy. If they're angry, they might be pointing their their thumb to the side. Uh huh. Um, they might be, um, stopping. They might, when they walk, it might sound like thump, thump,
0: thump, thump. Okay. And, um, so the rhythm of somebody's walk could sound like And then their eye will flicker. Uh huh. Uh huh. Twitch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so like eye twitches and how people walk and stuff that tells you how they feel. So, what did you pick up from her?
1: So, um, i don't know if you noticed this but um, i kind of saw so like sometimes i come up with my own things so i kind of saw from like women to women i think she was just trying to protect her child she was all she was doing was getting him angry enough i for some reason i kind of feel like she hated dinkin and she uh-huh. just didn't want to tell him that because he wanted to get angry enough that he would be able to kill him. But I don't think she expected that he would kill him, that he would kill her. Uh huh. She probably just went a little overboard on the <laughs> thing. Hmm.
0: Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's a really interesting take. And that's a lot of faith in her goodwill as a mom. Why do you give her that much credit? What makes you think that? Because
1: all she wanted to do, because if you, because again, with like my, with like the things that me and my friend came up with, I saw at the beginning of the movie, her eye was twitching, so she sort of had a picture of everything. Her eye was twitching, she was frowning like a big frown stare, which is like what we get as like a sad, angry type of thing. And then she was also... She was also breathing heavily, like,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. but not like the normal breathing heavily, like this, like this. Uh Uh That's what you would do. But she wasn't breathing the way that you would normally breathe. Uh Not because like she was just... So so what did
0: all these physical things tell you about her, her mental state, her thoughts?
1: It tells me that all she wanted to do was see her son grow up as a good person. Hmm. She wanted to live with him, see his first words.
0: Mm-hmm. But she didn't get that. Yeah. Hmm. And that's why you're sad for her. Yeah. Because she missed out on that experience. Hmm.
1: Sort of like, sort of like Aurora's mom, except she wasn't brutally killed at the head of the movie.
0: <laughs> no, that's true. That is not how Disney movies go. Well, <laughs> their brutal killings usually happen at the beginning.
1: True. Double's, double is like the side type, but we're getting a little...
0: Sidetracked? Yeah. We're
1: going like straight, 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 straight. So I
0: have, I have a question for you. I want to ask you about one scene in particular. Uh, so at the beginning of the movie, right, um, they have a fight in the nightclub. Uh, the burned body goes to the morgue and the, uh, the doctor is there, right? And... Uh, donald oaks character i forget what his name is um, the guy comes back to life right on the table and he starts messing stuff up and he freaks out and then the cops come into that building because they hear something's going on and at this point blade is fighting with the vampire and the cops shoot blade instead of the burned up monster corpse running around <laughs> attacking people what do you think about that why do you think they shot blade
1: maybe because he was the maybe because when they walked in he had if you didn't notice he actually had started attacking mm-hmm. had started attacking back mm-hmm. when the police walked in so maybe the reason they weren't getting him is maybe they thought that he was in some type of like costume mm-hmm. the bird guy was in some type of like costume or something or they did an experiment and um all oh, the effects were just wearing off or something, mm-hmm. and then um, they walked in. Blade shooting. Mm-hmm. They don't even notice the other guy, most likely, and mm-hmm. that's why they just go, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and blade, because they don't because they probably didn't even notice the other one. And blade, it looks like blade was the one attacking because when they walked in. Cause a couple of minutes after they walked in, they thought everything was fine, but then they saw, uh, but then they saw Blade's knee go on the vampire's chest, mm-hmm. and also I think his name was like Dragonatello or something.
0: Yeah, something like that maybe. Yeah.
1: I just got to call him. I just call him. <laughs> Dragonatello is
0: what I'm gonna call him from now on, though. I like that. That's like what Dragon and Donatello. Dragonatello. <laughs> I like that. Um, what if I said? What if I What do you think? Do you think that the movie could be making a point about racism and racism from the police officers towards their job? I mean, don't you think it's a little bit weird that they walk in a room with an actual monster, and the thing they shoot at is the, the human? Yeah. the Well, black what guy looks with like a gun. human? Um,
1: Maybe because the other guy didn't have a gun. Yeah.
0: I I I think that they're trying to make a little bit of a point that there's a moral right Yep.
1: don't be racist or this will happen
0: to you or la magra will come back and uh try and enslave the human race um but yeah i i think that there's i think that there's a lot of, of racial commentary kind of buried into the movie and i i think that that's one of the moments there where wesley snipes is saying that even when there's a real threat going on cops can show up and because of whether they're aware of it or not um their, you know, ingrained kind of racism in them makes them see the black guy with the gun as as the most dangerous thing in the room. Probably even if he's a hero. Black. Right.
1: And every other police officer was white. Uh, even the and even Donatello, Dragonatello, <laughs> was bad. Yeah. Was ev was it even black.
0: Right. well i mean except for the parts of him that were a barbecued monster
1: true but i'm not talking about black black
0: no i understand i understand um but i i think that there are moments about that in the movie and and i i think that there's even some commentary there on some of the stuff that blade is going through with his conflict about trying to be a part of the world that he doesn't really feel like he's a part of and maybe that's some of his experience as a black man in america Feeling like he wants to be a part of the country, and that there's something that sets him apart from it in terms of the way that people look at him. What do you think about that?
1: I actually kind of have a relation to that, kind of. Okay. Sort of like, um, sort of like a very, sort of like Harriet Tubman. She mm-hmm. looked at the world as a brutal place, mm-hmm. except for Africa, where mm-hmm. she's from. And then she, and then she gets famous for doing, for doing what it's right,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Freeing
1: herself, freeing mm-hmm. other people,
0: mm-hmm.
1: using the underground railway as an actual tool.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and that, and that was, that was hard. I mean, like she's, she's a real deal hero, right? Yeah. Um, but it was. Blade. It's tough. It's tough to be the good person in a world that maybe resents you for a way that you look and that being just totally unfair yeah yeah all right well what else do you want to talk about blade anything in particular
1: well no but um, the next thing in our sequence was like um, what do you think of the of the basic story they put out
0: well i think that's what we were talking about a little bit just now with some of the stuff that was going on and we talked Did about
1: we talked about the story, but we didn't talk about the sequence. Yeah. Well, sort of we talked about both.
0: What What did we not say about it that you think that we should say about it?
1: Um, Technically, when we talk about the sequence, we normally talk about what happened first, what happened like second, then this, then this, then that. Then what mm. happened second to last, what happened last, uh-huh. and how it relates together to create a story.
0: Well, I think that we've hit most of the the story beach just in the conversation that we've been going around. What do you think about how it all relates together? I think Do you have anything that you want to say about that?
1: Well yeah. I kinda of think that Killing the mother unleashed his egg unleashed his full anger power which enabled him to be able to think hard enough to defeat to defeat uh, to defeat Frost. Right. I just gonna call him Frost now because I just gonna call him Jack Frost now. Jack Frost. <laughs> Cause he's sort of like Jack Frost. He's the Jack Frost of the of the vampires, and um, and Frost is the and Frost is the Jack and Frost is the Jack Frost of a Jack Frost.
0: Wait. Yeah, I think you got lost in your. Okay, so Jack
1: Frost is the frost of the uh of the fairy world, of the like fairy world with like all the things that could have happened.
0: I guess Jack Frost is a villain. Yeah, right?
1: Yeah. Really all he wants is just
0: <laughs> I'm having a really hard time now not thinking about Jack Frost as Deacon Frost, the scheming vampire of the
1: who <laughs> has ice powers. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be a beatable.
0: <laughs> All right, so I do. I, okay, so um, what do you think uh, if I told you that there was more Blade movies? Would you want to watch them? Oh, yeah. Yeah?
1: I saw Blade 2 and Blade 3, I think.
0: Yep, there are Blade 2 and Blade 3.
1: How many Blade 3s are How many Blades are there?
0: One, two, and three. And two, I think, is as good as the first one. And, <coughs> uh, the third one, is, I think it's fine. I think you might enjoy it. Nah. <laughs> I'm I'm lukewarm on it. <laughs> um
1: I know you can't see just now, but just now I was like shaking my head side to side while moving my head with these and I was like nah.
0: So what what's I your I meant to ask you this before we started, what's your favorite Marvel movie?
1: Avengers. No yeah. no 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 Infinity War.
0: Infinity War? Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Plus, that was a good time at the theater, too, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <coughs> and it was my birthday present, I think.
0: Yeah, that was, yeah.
1: <coughs> uh, was it a birthday screening for you? No. No, we, I don't
0: think so. I think we just went, me, you, and your mom.
1: Yeah, because as a reward for me, hardworking on my really messy room. But don't pay attention to that.
0: Yeah, your room, it's, it's very messy. Let's not pay attention to that right now. <laughs> Um, All right. Well, do you have anything else that you want to say before we get out of here?
1: Bye, people. And you'll see my dad on the other side for some topics about the movie, stuff we didn't get to that he normally gets to, and all that things. So bye, and he'll see you on this other side.
0: Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate a bill. So yeah, some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Uh yeah. So this was Claire and Blade to you know, to be honest, I think since she discovered that she could uh swear on the podcast if she wanted to and uh as long as it's within the the confines of our general rules, she could get away with it pretty easily. Uh, I am super surprised that she did not go in for that. I guess she kind of felt like maybe she gets uh, one thing an episode, and I feel like uh, maybe she thought her thing for this episode was calling me Billy, which I got to be honest, she could drop the F-bomb, no questions asked, but she calls me Billy. What? That's not okay. That's not okay at all. (laughs) not okay it really bugged me (laughs) i don't know uh if that's uh something that you guys encounter with your children but oh my gosh uh you know none of the kids you know they're still even at the mommy and daddy you know they don't even drop the ease at the end it's it's still mommy and daddy and to go straight from mommy and daddy to billy was mm, i did not care for that experience no no thank you hard pass Um, But, you know, I I had I've watched Blade recently. It's not it's not a movie that I'm unfamiliar with, uh, but I had totally forgotten how many swears are in this movie. Uh, I mean, I think that there were two dozen F words, which is just shocking to me in the sense of, you know, watching the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Well, I say rest of I mean, Blade's not a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, Um, but, you know, watching the MCU and uh, spending a lot of time and seeing where Marvel kind of has gone. Uh, 21 years on woof um from blade it you know the idea that they would throw an f bomb in there i i just heard you know captain america a dozen times saying language please um through the course of that movie because that's, they've just kind of moved away from that um but it, it works in the film uh, i think it's great i just uh if you have concerns you know with your kids hearing swears and stuff be mindful of the fact that that there there are f-words in that um you know or if it doesn't bother you then don't stress about it and it doesn't bug me uh and i i didn't think it was too intrusive plus wesley snipes uh is amazing and he sells each and every one of those f-words but they are the most quotable moments which coming full circle now i am super surprised that claire did not say that you know some i was i'm surprised that she didn't say some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill because that's like that's the line of the movie. It's a great line. I love it. Um as far as I guess discussion in the movie went, I was very surprised to hear her take on Blade's mom and the way that she uh, kind of related to her as a character. And the motives that she put on her just by virtue of, I think, what I assume would be Claire's own perspective in the matter. Um, Like, I really, I mean, I've seen the movie a dozen times, and I would say I've never thought about Blade's mom's motivation more than either she was a victim and then embraced being a vampire uh, or uh, she was, you know, in on it from the get-go, and everything that Blade thought about his mom, who he did not know, um, you know, was, or who she was, is is just fantasy and fabrication and, and kind of longing on his part. And so, you know, kind of that being my interpretation, and then, you know, Sinclair really project a very deep line of thinking uh, into his mom's role especially with her as a, a good a good mom trying to make the best decisions that she can for her kid um, was absolutely fascinating and not at all something I had ever thought of and you know so it's like I guess I say this a lot but it it's immensely rewarding to just sit down with your kids and ask them what they think about stuff um, and real stuff you know I mean why, well, I, I, you know, talking about movies, but I mean, grown up stuff, you know, the same kind of conversation that I had have with somebody else who went and saw a movie that I enjoyed, say, hey, what did you think about this? Or what about this motivation? You know, th- those are normal conversations to have with other folks who are used to consuming art. And I think that it's easy to assume that your kids will not be prepared to offer an opinion in that situation. Um, but boy, howdy, will they? And, you know, I, I think Claire had to work really hard to kind of explain where she naturally went in her interpretation of that, which I, I think is why she leaned so hard into the, um, the the physical, you know, oh, when I'm with my friends, you know, we do these physical gestures and like sort of the, the prototype realization, uh, the proto realization of the fact that, um, you know, body gestures uh, can give you ideas about what's going on in somebody's head and, and how they're feeling that you can you can read people physically and get a sense of what's going on on the inside and i think that's her trying to work out with that and i think that you know she's trying to put her physical read skills uh, to maximum in order to sort of lean into why she might have naturally assumed that blade's mom was was actually a good mom um, I guess that's a big win for Danielle. That <laughs> Danielle's a good enough mom that Claire cannot imagine a world uh, where uh, mom would go full on vampire and abandon her child to life on the streets at first of chaos and destruction. Um, so yeah, I thought that was a really cool thing. Um, <clears throat> I I guess you know the other thing kind of to talk about too is. Uh, where I see opportunities to talk to my kids about, about the experience of not being white in America. I mean, that's what it boils down to, right? Is the experience of not being white in America. Because when you're white in America, it's incredibly easy to just default into a certain perspective on the world that a significant percentage of the population just doesn't experience. And that's a problem. And so, you know, where we do have opportunities to sort of raise their awareness of these issues, we try very hard to take advantage of them, to work them into the conversation casually. So, you know, I don't want to break down to her in total all of you know my thoughts on what the movie Blade is dealing with in terms of its social commentary and what uh, the character is clearly a commentary on, Um because I think she's not necessarily ready uh, for that level of analysis and uh, extrapolation, you know, based on the art that she's seeing. I think it's too much. I mean, I've talked about before uh, where, you know, I struggle with keeping things very simple and digestible for, you know, a five-year-old or a nine-year-old or a four-year-old or a six-year-old, you know, kids, um, that, that I struggle with that. I do. Um, if I over... And you know, indulge in explanations. I get too technical. I get too in depth. Um, and that's that's something that I have a challenge with just in general. Uh, So when I start bringing up that subject with them, I don't want to overwhelm them with details. I want to make it simple and direct. And sometimes that's as simple as posing a question. Um, which you know, you kind of hear that interaction. Uh, when we watched Attack the Block, the first episode of the podcast, we watched Attack the Block. Afterwards, I kind I. I talked with her a little bit just by starting the conversation around the question of, you know, why do you think that they were so reluctant to call the police and sort of exploring that issue with her? Um, and then, you know, because it's so easy, for example, the, the, the instance that we talked with about Blade, it's so easy to see that. Just as a joke, like that it's that it's funny because he's invulnerable and the cop shot him instead of the bad guy. And it's fine because Blade doesn't die from the gunshots. Um, But, you know, there's there's more to that. And I think if it's not at least posed out in a question to consider, it's easy to overlook if that's not something that you're aware of or that you're thinking of, which a a nine year old isn't necessarily thinking about that. Um, But they could be. They could be. There's there's no age restriction on that. They absolutely could do that. Uh, so, you know, we pose the question and we talk about it and we explore it. Um, in our day-to-day conversations, if something like that comes up, we'll explore it. We answer questions uh, when they have them about that. We point out stuff that's problematic that we see in a TV show or we hear about a news item or something like that, um, where it's it's seizing on small moments and small events have small conversations about these really big complicated things that they're going to have to work for a long time to understand that i'm going to have to continue to work for a long time uh, to try and understand and be smarter and be better um so yeah so that's that's how we do it in the das household um blade is a wonderful movie i think it's great if you're averse to swear words in your children, you might want to avoid it because he says the F word a lot. Uh, there's a lot of violence. He tears off some guy's throat and throws it at the next guy. It's awesome, um, but I think it's it's a really it's a really good movie and it holds up and it's engaging and I'm super looking forward to uh, sharing Blade Two with with Claire. I I know that there are some folks who think that that's the better Blade movie, but I think Blade One and Two are. Are just as good as each other, which is pretty spectacular. Um, so yeah, I think that'll do it for this particular episode. Uh, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter. You can follow Bill and Claire's Excellent Adventures at B-A-C-E-A Podcast on Twitter. If you'd like to reach out to me personally, you can follow me on Twitter Uh, at WB Das, also on Instagram and Letterboxd. Uh, And as always, uh, Bill and Claire's Excellent Adventure is an In the Mouth of Dorkness uh, production, and you can follow that podcast at ItMod, I-T-M-O-D, at ItModcast on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ItModcast. If you haven't, go on over to the Facebook page, uh, like, and follow us. Uh, Also, If you haven't yet, uh, Bill and Claire's Excellent Adventure has its own iTunes feed now, and we really could use some subscribers and some five-star reviews, and that is exactly the sort of support that only listeners like you can provide. So if you have a few minutes, please click on over to Bob Bean or iTunes and uh, subscribe to the podcast and drop in a five-star review. Uh, We'd love to shout you out uh, on the podcast on air uh, for doing something so awesome as taking a few minutes to help us out with that. Uh, and so yeah, you can find the rest of the in the mouth of darkness team on the social media. So you can find uh, Brad Gullickson at mouthdork on Twitter and Instagram and Untapped. Uh, you can find uh, Lisa Gullickson at Sidewalk Siren on uh, Twitter and Instagram you can also find her at bakedork on Twitter and I think also on Instagram Uh, you can find Brian Young at the turtle dork on Twitter at the turtle dork one on Instagram and Brian B Young on Facebook I still don't know if that's actually his Facebook page because I have not done what I should and studied Uh, how the master darren does it so you can find darren the disco dork smith on all social medias and that's going to do it for us this time until next time